Please note the Rantalizing Wellness Podcast is intended for entertainment and education only. Please do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice. Always refer to or follow your personal medical professional's advice. Nothing stated on these episodes should supplement or supersede your personal medical caretaker. Hi everyone, this is Brian. Welcome to Rantalizing Wellness. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about deep squat. The deep squat is one of the most fundamental movements we can do as humans. It's also a great tool for screening movement dysfunctions in the lower body. A functional squat requires mobility and control in the hips, knees, and ankles. This movement is commonly screened with arms overhead to prevent stealing movement from the back. If screened with your arms down, it allows for movement in the spine, which can compensate for limited movement in the lower body. Having a functional squat can prevent issues in all the joints I mentioned, hips, knees, and ankles, as well as your back. It's not a cure-all, but correcting your squat pattern can help resolve and prevent that nagging pain in your back or low body. So what does a good squat look like? You can find amazing examples in almost all little kids and toddlers. I dream of the day my deep squat is as effortless and as efficient as my three-year-old's. Kids use this position often as a resting position. As we age, especially in American culture, squatting becomes less common. We limit our squat range with the height of desks, chairs, and other furniture. Our lifestyles can take away the necessity to squat. Even our toilets are getting higher. The standard toilet used to be 14 inches from the ground to the seat. Now you very commonly see comfort height toilets that are 17 to 19 inches from ground to the seat. That's five inches higher. When we create a world that limits our movements, our movements become limited. We become accustomed to not reaching full range and our bodies create new habits. Does this mean that we can't regain some of that movement? Nay. The first step is using a screen to see if you are in fact lacking functional movement in your squat. For this, consult a professional. If you do find yourself limited in your deep squat, the next step is narrowing down the source of restriction. The squat has a lot of moving parts. If the squat is functional and there is no pain, we can assume those parts are all functional. If the squat is not, we need to break down the parts and find the hiccup. If there is an issue with a joint or muscle tissue that is restricting the movement, that should be addressed first. Okay, the joints are clear, what's next? Stability and motor control. Take a step backwards from the deep squat. Choose an exercise that is challenging but can be completed. This is where assisted variations come in handy. Holding on to something to support yourself while sitting back into a squat can challenge your hip range of motion and begin to build some stability and motor control. If you're finding that your movements are not symmetrical, it could be beneficial to use unilateral exercises, such as a half-kneeling position. The goal should be to incrementally increase our control, stability, and mobility as we progress the exercises. Ankle mobility is often an issue that prevents achieving a full squat. You can check ankle range by measuring the angle of the leg in relation to the foot, But, generally, without ankle range, you start to lift your heels or tip and fall backwards as you lower into the squat. You can work around limited ankle mobility by slightly elevating your heels with a wedge or a small support. This allows you to continue to squat and build strength in your hips and your legs while you're working to correct that ankle dysfunction. Ankle mobility can be addressed with targeted movement and body work. We recovered the movement. How do we keep it? Well, you could continue to practice these exercises on a regular basis, but don't forget to take a look at the world around you. Many of us live in a world that is designed for ease and comfort. 
if we alter our lifestyle habits, we can have a huge impact on our physical functions. For example, squatting to tie your shoe instead of sitting in a chair and leaning forward, or sitting on the ground instead of a couch or recliner. My bed frame is only 6 inches tall. Add another 6 inches for the mattress, and that's 12 inches from the ground to the top of my bed. It may seem silly, but standing up from a 12-inch bed every morning rather than rolling out of one that's 2 feet high does play a role in your physical health. I'm not saying you should get rid of all your furniture, but spending some time on the ground, watching TV, or working, or playing with a pet or a child can be a great practice. Don't underestimate the importance of being able to get yourself up off the ground. Practicing these movements, building strength and stability can improve and maintain your quality of life. Make the changes where you can, challenge yourself when possible. I hope these thoughts were helpful. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 